The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Let's Talk But No Politics Okay proudly dedicates all episodes to the loving memory of Constant Chirac, who was one of the biggest supporters of the show. And we like to say thank you for everything that you have done. Excuse me, is this the line to listen to the new episode of Let's Talk But No Politics Okay on the BICBP radio network? Oh, it is? Okay. I hope it's not going to take too long. Um, do you know who's sponsoring them? Oh, I see it right there. There's only one place on earth to find the largest selection of exclusive E.T. toys. Toys R Us, the place E.T. calls home. No, Jeffrey with a G. Okay, read my lips. Jeffrey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk But No Politics. Okay, here on the BICBP Radio Network. And it is end of the month movie review time. Last time I did it solo. This time I got... Mr. Johnny Townsend, who's just been every episode this month, other than one coming on the show. And I got to thank him very, very much for coming on the show once again and doing the movie review with me. Yeah. Johnny month is in full swing here on Andrew's podcast. And I very much appreciate it. I don't know if you know this, Andrew, but uh, I love attention. So any chance I get to beg for it, here I am. (laughs) (laughs) We get a lot of it here. Yeah. Uh, so it's movie review time. I didn't really even name a movie at the end of last movie review, but you said that you wanted to maybe do E.T. because it is the 40th anniversary. And uh, when you told me that, I felt very, very old. Yep. Same, same. Uh, <laughs> me and you are near in age. Yes. And uh, when I heard that E.T. was turning 40 this year, and then I realized that I, too, will be turning 40 very early next year. I don't know why, but I always had it in my brain that E.T. had been out like years before I was born. And that's just not the truth. <laughs> I just remember E.T. being like in like top three or kind of like one of the top five, like 80s movies when you're like a little kid that kind of gets yeah. shoved down your throat in a way. Like, yes. Yeah, that's that's fair. I think it's very fair. Yeah. Not not in a bad way, but like E.T., yeah. the Goonies, Ghostbusters, uh, Star Wars. Yeah, I agree with all nature, those. Yeah. And those are all pick. movies that I legit love, but you're right. Uh, when you're growing up in the 80s, uh, early 90s, I would even say, uh, those movies are definitely ones that um, are really pushed upon you, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but I'm glad they were because I legit am a fan of all those. So. <laughs> I love them all too. But I remember E.T. And the only thing I, I just remember, I my parents couldn't tell me I'm the youngest. So my parents couldn't tell me what first movie I went to, but they 
they would always say, oh, your brother's first movie was E.T. And I'm like, well, what was mine? And they're like, I don't know. So, I know what my first movie was because my parents told me uh, it was the first short circuit movie. Really? Yeah. I th- Johnny Five is alive, my friend. Jeez. <laughs> I think my first one that I actually remember going to is Follow That Bird. Wow. <laughs> yes. I know that's true because I don't know many people who would even mention that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. John Candy's in it. Oh, no, it's a good movie. I'm just saying, like, it's just uh, even in John Candy movies, it's not one that's brought up very often. <laughs> you know, it's no I, planes, trains, and automobiles or Uncle Buck. <laughs> no. But I just remember going to see Follow That Bird. I was very happy. <laughs> Did you notice at the end of it, if you look, there's a Elmo-like character? Yes. It's not yeah. Elmo. That was always a crazy thing. But enough with Follow That Bird. And we are <laughs> going to talk about E.T. And before we get into the review, let's hear the trailer. In 1975, he directed Jaws. In 1978, he directed Close Encounters of the Third Kind. In 1981, he directed Raiders of the Lost Ark. And now, Steven Spielberg brings us E.T., the extraterrestrial. We will witness the arrival, the search, the desertion, the fear. The discovery, the friendship. I'm keeping him. The secret, the love, the warning, the signal, the mystery, the danger. The intrusion. The wonderment, the enchantment, the hope, the connection has been made. Universal Pictures presents Steven Spielberg's E.T., The Extraterrestrial. All right. So, Johnny... I'm pretty sure you've seen this movie plenty, plenty of times. Multiple, multiple times. But it had been a while since I had last seen it before uh, watching it recently for this. Um, it had been, gosh, uh, I might want to say like a decade, honestly. It's it just been a long time that I actually sat down and watched it all the way through. Uh, you know, again, unless it was like on cable and I'd see bits and pieces of it on cable or something like that. Uh, and... Um, there are some things that I'd for just forgotten, or maybe I just never realized just because I was younger when I saw it that really stood out to me this time. So I'm very excited to talk some ET, the extraterrestrial. Yes, I noticed some things in here. I like to watch the older movies because it makes me look at things where you're like, wow, I don't think you could do that today. Not yes. at all. <laughs> that <laughs> happens a lot. Yeah. That happens a lot in a lot of these older movies that I've went back and rewatched for sure. There's some but, stuff that they did back then that just uh, for many different reasons wouldn't fly today. No. But <laughs> I think I probably haven't watched it in five years, but really paid attention to it. Like you said, in probably about 
maybe 10, 15, like my wife and I put it on for the kids one time, but really it was just like, Oh, I've seen ET so many times, but this yeah. is the first time I've actually, actually watched it. And you know, what's funny is I just remember this is one of the first ever VHS tapes we ever had. I think that's probably true for a lot of households, honestly, in this era. Um, I remember I watched a documentary about, about this not too long ago. And I think we did, uh, did we do an episode on ET on retro pop? I feel like we did. I know I've studied it recently. And, um, one of the things, uh, was that it really helped boom the VHS, uh, era. Like it really helped bring that in was this movie because it was such a humongous hit, you know, at the time, it was a very big hit. It really, you know, Spielberg was already on a high from Jaws, which was like the considered the first ever summer blockbuster. And then not too long after that, he follows it up with this movie, which when it came out was like one of the highest money makers of all time. So, uh, you know, uh, this, uh, I'm a Spielberg nerd. I love Spielberg. So, uh, I'm very, uh, if you watch ET, if you go back, I, I encourage everyone it's on, uh, is it Peacock? Is that where it's streaming right now? Yeah, it's on Peacock. I was going to yeah. ask you because there was, I guess, changes in the 20th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I go back and go back and rewatch it if you haven't seen it or if you just haven't seen it in a long time, and just uh, just look at all. What really stood out to me this viewing, besides the stuff I didn't realize the first time, was just how influential this movie is on other movies after it. It really. There's a lot of other movies that can look to E.T. and just that Spielberg uh, way of doing things uh, that they can really look at E.T. and some of Spielberg's earlier films. And you can see that DNA is there in some of these older, these uh, newer films today, even Stranger Things, you know, something like Stranger Things. Yeah, I actually had that written down. Stranger Things is that's all I was thinking about was like, wow, that they just were like, I'm just going to rip from every 80s franchise i could pretty much think of yeah but stranger things i felt a lot of that especially the government coming in and everything else but yeah the other thing i never picked up on until i actually watched this you don't actually hear anybody speak for like a good like 10 15 minutes of the movie and it's very dramatic and kind of brings you in to where it's just movement and nothing too much other than that other than seeing the keys you always see the keys right you don't even really see human face for like 10 minutes you know it's just uh you see more silhouettes of stuff than anything else in like the first 10 minutes you don't even see i mean obviously you know those are humans that are showing up in the woods to chase uh et and his family but uh, it's just uh you know you just don't see faces or anything for a good bit and that's an interesting choice there that you don't actually don't even see the face of those who are chasing et because i think it goes a long way of making you think oh well they're the villains right yeah. uh, they're not showing me who they are or they're kind of faceless and the second you see et and his family it's obvious that they're not violent or anything like that right so yeah i just found out what they were actually there for to, <laughs> to collect plant samples yeah that yeah. was <laughs> i didn't realize that until i watched it this time where i was like same. oh that's what they're doing is they're just collecting plant samples yeah and, same i always just uh i think when i was younger i just thought they were just a peaceful aliens who just happened to be like visiting for whatever reason i never 
put together they were actually had a uh you know a job that they were trying to do when they were here uh, but yeah that's uh it reminds which me goes, which makes more sense as you watch the movie because there's a lot of like uh earth plant related stuff that happens in the movie it reminded me of like flight of the navigator where he gets in the ship and he just sees all the different yep. life forms. But that was, that really stood out to me as just the beginning. And we're going to jump back and forth. If you ever listen to movie reviews, the first thing that really got to me was like, you can't do that anymore is after the classic scene where Elliot gets drunk because ET is drunk and they're, yeah. And they're yeah. kind of uh, mind connected yeah yep is the mother going to five-year-old drew barrymore or her character name gert going i have to run to the school stay here i'll be yes. back in 10 minutes yes i was like <laughs> what is going on she's like five you cannot do that yeah she's barely school-aged <laughs> barely <laughs> i felt the same thing okay like why? Like why is she leaving this small child by herself in this house? That's something that most certainly, if you do that today, you'd be called a bad parent for sure. Yes, <laughs> I I leave like my twelve year old home. I'm like, is your phone charged? Do you have a phone? Where is your yeah. phone? Don't don't answer the door. Don't do this. I'm going to set the alarm. Like I got like Fort Knox for a twelve year old, and she was like, uh, "Watch Sesame Street." I gotta go get your brother because he's drunk. And yeah. that was okay. And that was just yeah. okay too. You know, yeah. oh, he's supposedly intoxicated. Yeah. That was, <laughs> and he's like what in fifth grade, maybe. <laughs> yeah. What yeah, because he's like 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That was like the craziest thing. All right. Let me tell you what really stood out to me. I told you okay. I texted you before we got on here that I had one complaint. Yeah. When I was rewatching this movie, and this I, <laughs> this part is really stood out to me, and it's near the beginning when we first kind of meet the family, right? And um, the older brother, who by the way I forgot now how actually important he is to this movie, the older brother, yes, uh, he's actually pretty vital to it. I'd forgotten about that for some reason, but uh, when all his friends are there and they're playing D and D. And then they're like, hey, we're going to order a pizza, right? And they order this pizza, and Elliot's the one that they send out, <laughs> of course, the 10-year-old. Let's send the 10-year-old out to get the pizza. And he gets the pizza, and that's when he kind of meets E.T., and E.T. scares him, so he drops the pizza as he's running back. And the only thing that I <laughs> could think about was when uh, the, all the kids come out to see what he was talking about. That pizza is just fine, right? Like, it, it didn't fall upside down or anything like that. It's still completely edible. And all I can think about is they just left the pizza there. They didn't go after it or anything like that. That was me. I'm saving that pizza, my friend. Well, did you notice when they were looking for E.T.? That was the other thing is they find the little thing of Reese's Pieces in the in the woods. You know, yeah. he, he gathers them and then he like puts them there. I could swear the guy picked it up and then ate it right off the ground. I could have swore that too. Yeah. I, yes. I heard like a little like, and I'm like, yeah. did he just like randomly eat reese's pieces off of the ground in the woods and i also don't understand i know this is supposed to be taking place in like uh in california in like uh you know like some sort of suburb type area but the opening of the movie like their backyard is just so confusing to me <laughs> because if you see everything else it's like a neighborhood on a hill almost and there's a lot of houses and stuff but they just happen to have like a big cornfield in their backyard <laughs> 
the only thing I can think of with that is because at the end when they're driving, riding through the like development, maybe yeah. it's like a development area, and that's kind of like what happens. Maybe it, I don't know. I just know it's confusing. Yeah. And the, is there really corn in California? Honestly, don't know. Can I? I I gotta admit this. So ever since I was a kid. I didn't understand why it was so cold outside because I thought E.T. was found in the summer and he just so happened to stay all the way through Halloween. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't know why e- I always thought E.T. was found in the summer. Like he came down in the summer and they kept him for like three months in the but, room. But they but just no, like kinda, skipped the he's time. He's kind of there in October, movie. right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so i realized that and i'm like i am the world's biggest idiot i don't know why maybe because like what you said summer blockbuster and i it's just got to take place in summer yeah but i was i was like wait oh so this is like october and that's why he is cold outside waiting that's the other thing who the just waiting outside and the mother was like nah, he's gonna wait outside i yeah. can kind of understand that way Cause she is a single mom and she's probably right. like, you yep. know what? I just don't care as long as <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love the old school thermometer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I also love that in this universe, star Wars exists as a property that you watch. Yes. Uh, because he's got star Wars toys. By the way, did you pay attention to the toys he had? He didn't really have like any of your main characters. He no. had all these, like the more obscure ones. Uh, I, I noticed that. Uh, and then uh, of course you got the, the dressing up like Yoda for halloween yeah. so i paid attention to when he said snaggletooth to yeah. see which snaggletooth he had the yeah. tall one or the short one i was like oh he's got the short one okay and he's like you know, boba boba fat and guido and hammerhead and i'm like okay but i was in the same thing until he said lando carizzi and i'm like where's like your luke your yeah. obi-wan because this is what uh empire so you're like where's yeah. your obi-wan where's your darth vader you have like the world's worst Star Wars collection of toys. Or he's just such a, or he could just be like such a giant Star Wars nerd that he wants to like be so insider with it. Yeah. That he doesn't, he only wants the characters that maybe people don't recognize right off the bat. Right. So he can tell them all about it. I know that's how uh, my little cousin is about Pokemon. Uh, he loves Pokemon and he's like, uh, he's in elementary school. But he just loves telling me about all these Pokemon that I've never heard of before. <laughs> like he gets a big charge out of it. So what if that's the same thing for Elliot here? It's just a oh, you don't know about the, about these characters here. Let me let me tell you a little bit about them. That Yoda costume though was perfect. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I thought that was the best. And their costumes were so crappy. Like the mother was like actually dressed up. Like, did you just spend all the money on your costume? seem like it right and gert just gets a gets a sheet and some clown shoes yes. and elliot gets face paint and the brother that was great too when they're trying to get et out because he's after he heals elliot he sees the knife the fake knife in the brother's head and he keeps on trying to touch yeah, it yep. <laughs> and they're like no stop it's fake <laughs> he's like <"I'm." laughs> yeah uh, they do uh, a lot of really cool stuff in this movie um to establish just how great of a character et is and um, there's a lot of stuff with this movie too like it kind of comes out at a time when 
most of your movies that feature aliens is the aliens are not good guys, right? They're usually the the villains and they're um, trying to either take over Earth or or something of that of that matter. It was way more rare for the aliens to actually be the good guys like they are here, and um, you know just wanting to help. Like that's ET uh, obviously forms this connection with Elliot. Uh, but he also forms a connection with the whole family, really, and uh, and vice versa. They all kind of get connected that way. But yeah, that's um, you know this uh, the another one of the connections too with this movie, and of course it's to Spielberg and him and George Lucas are obviously really good friends. And if you go back and rewatch um, the episode one, uh, the Star Wars episode one, the first of the prequels. Uh, there's a scene where, and I watched this recently for my Star Wars podcast, and there's a scene where um, they're in a Senate, and there's a lot of different alien races, and you can definitely see the E.T. race. There's like four or five of them there uh, getting ready to vote, I guess. <laughs> they got wiped out by the Empire. Oh, you know they did, 100%. Because that was the other thing I was thinking about, the way that he uses like telekinesis and he can heal things. I'm like, is E.T. Force-sensitive? So, oh man! Oh, I like this question. You did it. You did. You think about that? I, I, no, this is a great question. Is he oh, force sensitive? And then there's the whole thing too, where that's where the Phantom Menace thing comes in because yeah. he's so fascinated when he sees Yoda. Yeah, like him and Yoda might have met before, or he's seen some members of Yoda's race, or or Yoda is a is somebody that people in his race have talked about. Yeah. So he recognizes them. Oh, these are great. This is great. You, I gotta I gotta remember this for my Star Wars podcast. I'm gonna bring this up. Uh, I love this question because in Star Wars, those ETs exist in that universe. Yeah. So this is possible. They, they would know about being force sensitive or not. They would know about Jedi and 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 the Empire and that well, kind of stuff. No, they probably weren't wiped out because Star Wars happened. A long time ago in a galaxy far far away so i'm pretty sure this is what 1982 yeah so maybe they survived maybe he knows et knows so much more yeah about the history of star wars and oh, that man. it's more than just a property maybe to him so i think what we've decided is that star wars needs more et i think yes. i feel like that's what we've decided here <laughs> yeah we need an et star wars crossover yeah. yeah and did you know that they actually had a sequel plan for this movie i was reading that that so happy they didn't do this yes uh because that sequel would have been awful <laughs> uh, the direction they wanted to take it i no uh if they had done a sequel that's not how i would have hoped for it to be at all uh, you know just give me elliot and um et meeting again and uh, maybe having a little adventure that's all i would need for a sequel i don't need all this stuff i encourage you listening to look it up because uh, it's definitely on the internet, they'll tell you what the sequel idea was, and I guarantee you'll roll your eyes in the back of your head. <laughs> so horrible. Yeah, not a good idea. I thought I understood why they did it, but it was kind of over dramatic for me when the government was moving in and the scientists yeah. and they're coming into the house. Not one of them spoke. It was like, we're here because you have an alien, and the family just ran around. And the guy went through the window. Yeah. Yeah. He broke their window. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you paying for that? Like, what are we yeah. doing here? <laughs> yeah. That's another good point. Because later on in the movie, 
um, the the guy with the keys, he's actually kind of a good guy, right? He he takes pity upon Elliot, and he sees how Elliot and Et are connected, and it's pretty obvious that he didn't want to hurt Et. He was just trying to understand Et. Uh, but you know, that's kind of one of the big things. Uh, is you know, if let's say aliens or Bigfoot or any of these any of these things are are real. Uh, and we catch them like it just seems like a scientist would want to dissect them or whatever, right? Uh, that would be killing them. So uh, that's a fear for everybody. And I think they kind of played upon that pretty good. But I did like, I think that's one of the small little twists in this movie that a lot of people kind of forget about is that guy with the keys actually isn't that bad of a guy. <laughs> no. And I love it how, too, you never learn his name. He's yeah, in, same. In there, just the guy with the keys. <laughs> his keys. And then I was looking at, I like to, I like to look at the Wikipedia and I found out that he narrates one of my favorite things ever is the top 100 NFL's greatest players from 2010. And I'm like, that is sweet. Well, that guy narrates it. He's been in some stuff too, right? I forgot the actor's name, but he's been in some uh, stuff. Peter Coyote. He's got yeah, that's it. I, his last name, I don't know, is what stood out to me, Coyote. But yeah, he's he been in some stuff. There's a lot of narration. Well, he's got a distinct voice, right? Which is really wild because he doesn't really speak very much. In ED. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he does have like one or two lines, but it's very little. Yeah, that's that's all it is. But I think he, there's just a lot of I think it's still a fun kind of family movie, something to go back on. But I did mention in the beginning the change. And when I was looking through Wikipedia while watching this, I made sure I paid attention to the part where I guess in the 20th anniversary, Right when E.T. and Elliot and Michael and his friends are about to take off in the bikes. Yep. They, yeah. They, in the 20th anniversary, they scrubbed out the guns and put in walkie talkies. Yes. Yeah. But on Peacock, it is guns. Right. Yeah. I saw guns when I rewatched it. Yeah. But I was well aware of that change because I remember when that first happened and it was like a, like kind of a big deal, like early internet, right? It's like a memory, quote unquote, trending before Twitter was really a thing that, um, you know, they were uh, scrubbing out the guns and putting in walkie talkies. Cause this was the same era when George Lucas kept uh, fidgeting with the, his Star Wars movies yeah. uh, instead of just kind of keeping them original. Like we all know Han's shot first. It's fine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's Han. Of course he shot first. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> Just gotta get out like, of there. Yeah, the guy was gonna. Greedo was gonna kill him 100. So yeah, was gonna bring him in. Boba Fett was gonna bring him in. Oh, so yeah. there you go. There's the weakness. You guys always complain about Boba Fett being weak, <laughs> but he made a he made a cameo in ET, so he can't be that bad of a guy. There you go. <laughs> I, I like I said, it's just still kind of a great little family movie. And it just amazes me how simple it is and yet yeah. how much money it made throughout my whole entire time watching this again and like actually being focused on it and not just going, here's a movie guys. I, I need a minute. Yeah. It was, wow. This is so simple. It's not over the top. There's special effects. They're a little chintzy now, but if you go back to a 1982 mindset, they're pretty good. I mean, there's a reason why that, you know, where the when the bike silhouette's going across the moon, that that's like one of the most famous stills in any of Hollywood movies ever, right? Mm -hmm. Because it just really stood out at that time. Uh, I mean, it, heck, it's become a logo. So, yeah, uh, yeah. there's, I, 
I agree with you. This movie to me, I think because they kind of kept it simple with the special effects and stuff still holds up uh, the story. Like you said, while it's simple, it's um, it's got some moments in it that really make it easy to connect with it. Right. Uh, you know, um, I still got a little teary eyed when E.T. was dying, uh, you know, because you just like that character and then the connection with him and Elliot, you know, um, it's uh, I really, really love this film. And I was uh, I don't want to give anything away before we give our, our ratings or anything like that. But uh, my uh, I, I came out very happy that I rewatched this. Yeah, me too. And actually, my wife, who normally tells me to turn stuff off when she comes home and I'm watching this stuff. She actually sat down and watched it, finished watching it with me. So it's kind of cool. But since I'm not going solo, I can ask this question. Who would you play in this movie? And then pick who do you think who who do you think I would play in this movie? All right. So I had a hard time with with who I would be in this movie. I quickly decided that you would be the older brother because very dependable, right? And um, he's always kind of there to, to, to help and to save the day. You can depend on him. And, um, and he's actually way more vital to the story than you may realize. Cause he's, he's not like, uh, you know, I think of you as a kind of a, a quiet at times, despite the fact you have a podcast, but um, <laughs> maybe it's just based on me because I'm loud and never shut up. Uh, but uh, that's, I was like, man, that's who, Andrew is all the way. He's the older brother. And that's who I would want to be, but I don't think that's me. I don't really know who I would would be if I was a character in this. I would obviously love to if I was an actor. I think getting Elliot's part would be a lot of fun if you're a kid. Um but I would probably end up being like one of <laughs> one of uh the older brother's douchey friends. <laughs> so that's probably me. <laughs> I See, if I could play anybody, I would want to be Keys. Yeah. Just because that's, I think that's kind of a cool role. And you really, and it's a don't judge a book by its cover type thing. Yeah. Of, and those are characters I really like usually in movies too. Yeah. And you I can see that. I would definitely, geez. It's tough. <laughs> I think you could be Elliot. Because you'd be the one, you'd be like, oh boy, pizza's here. I'm going to go get the pizza and then be like, hey, there's an alien out back or something. Yeah. And we would all just be sitting around probably playing D&D, <laughs> playing video games going, Johnny, there's no alien out back. I could see Trevor saying that to you. Johnny, there's no alien out back. And I'm like, no, what there really is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the other thing. that's the other thing I really related to this movie too. Even though this literally came out like right as I was being born. It still stood out to me that like this, this could be my friends and me, right? That are sitting around at this table, playing a game, a board game, because we like to play board games and stuff and video games together. Uh, this could be us just kind of goofing off with each other. The one thing that also stood out to me was these kids who uh, all of them are school aged. I would, how old would you say the older brother and his friends are? Like the teenage, early teenagers. I would say at the oldest, maybe fifteen, because yeah, he's, okay, he's yes. smacking out the car. So I'm yeah. going to go 15, oh, yeah. maybe just turn 16. That's yeah. the only thing that I'm going off. of. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I would agree with that, but they're all like incredible 
uh, bike stunts people. <laughs> that was the only thing is that did not age that well. When you look at Elliot and ET in the basket, you're like, that is definitely a stuffed animal and a grown man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going over those hills. But I kind of love that, right? I don't know what it is about this old this old stuff where you can definitely tell when it's a stuff. I remember going back and rewatching the old Star Treks recently. I've I've rewatched those rewatched those a hundred times, so I don't know why I'm bragging about it. But uh I just remember like you can most any shows from the sixties and seventies, especially, you can one hundred percent tell when they put a stunt double in. And for whatever reason, I absolutely love that. <laughs> I'm kind of, I kind of miss that you can't really tell near as much nowadays. Well, that's where they made fun of it in Spaceballs, though, too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got their stunt doubles. <laughs> oh man, I love that movie. Yeah, but that that was the uh, that was like the big thing was I was like, okay, I can see that that did not go as well, but because at first I was like, wait a minute, because I haven't seen it in a while. I was thinking, wait is this one of those decoy movies where Michael is dressed up as Elliot and they're going to like catch him and then they're going to lift up the thing and it's going to be different and Elliot's going to be around. And I was like, no, that was something else. And I couldn't remember it. There's a lot of movies that have kind of done that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I'm getting to the point now where movies are meshing together. Yeah. Yeah, It's called that. We're both almost 40. (laughs) That's what that's called. (laughs) But let's get into Let's rate this movie. So one, you got up to one out of five VHS tapes. What would you put ET as? All right. It's easily at least a four, uh, but I'm going to give it just um, this may just be nostalgia also talking, but I do feel that despite this movie almost being 40 or it is 40, this thing still holds up pretty well. You can still show this movie today. And I think kids today can get into it uh, as well. Maybe by today's standards of movies, it's a little slow and maybe not as much happens in it, but I kind of appreciated it for that. Honestly, uh, sometimes I need a break, <laughs> you know, uh, I just need a good story about a kid and his, and this alien he meets and it, it feels fairly wholesome. Um, the, you know, uh, I overall, really like, I want to give us a four and a half. Can we give halves? You could give Is it that. okay. Okay, four and a half VHSs out of five VHSs. I really like this movie, and I would rewatch this movie again and again and again. It still holds up for me. I would give it the same for all the same reason. It still holds up. I feel, like I said, you could show it to anybody, younger, older, and it's got a great story, and it's one of those movies that literally has something for everybody. Yeah. And really tugs at your heartstrings makes you laugh got you have the action in it so you're like you said you get breaks but also it's it gives you time to digest a lot of different things and it keeps your mind going of like we mentioned with keys what is he up to what is he after you don't even know his name and just how are they going to navigate having this alien in their house and that, yeah. that's and also it uh, you know, brought about the popularity of one of my all-time favorite candies. So uh, I, to this day, I'm still grateful that I can point to this and say, hey, Reese's Pieces, uh, that's the that's the shiznits, my friends. It's the greatest. <laughs> so, There's one more question. If you're in the middle of the woods and you find a little pile, are you picking them up to eat them? <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't right. know. I, 
it was just one of those things where I wasn't ready for it. Like nowadays, <laughs> it was one of those things back then that was probably okay. But now it's like, if my kids were or and I were going through something and we found a pile of Reese's pieces, I'd be like, don't touch that. What are you doing? But he was like, nope. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Well, you had to see how fresh they were, right? <laughs> there you go. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. And maybe he ate the one like on the top that didn't actually touch the dirt. That's what I'm going to tell myself. Okay. But the other thing you got to think about, though, is if he thinks these are from the alien, then the alien touched it and they don't know anything about these aliens. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the radiation. Yeah, could have been anything on that. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. There's so many questions here. I love it. My biggest takeaway from this, though, is I really want to discuss the E.T. race in Star Wars. <laughs> we need more of that. Why more people ever talking about that? I don't know. There's a whole I, I'm pretty sure there is, because that's where I found a lot of this stuff where like, oh, you recognize Yoda and then the the telekinesis and everything else. It's like, is he force sensitive? I think I think he is. I don't think E.T. wielding a lightsaber. <laughs> that would be intense i don't think he would do that though i think i the feeling i get from their right from their alien race is that they're peace they're a peace loving race mm-hmm. so i think they would kind of look down on any sort of violence even jedi violence uh so but i do still think uh because you don't just need a lightsaber to be force sensitive uh so i think they are force sensitive because they can kind of deal with the force they say you know they're they can heal you and and uh you know move stuff with their minds and uh they can connect with you with their minds i mean he gets drunk and that's why Elliot gets drunk so uh that that's not force sensitive i don't know what is why we didn't get a scene of yoda getting drunk and that making luke drunk i don't know (laughs) what if they uh (laughs) i just thought of this and it's horrible like a nice little like sith (laughs) et Like just ET with force lightning, just yeah, one of them turns to the dark side. <laughs> the eyes gets those Sith eyes. Oh my goodness, that would be. You got to talk to Matt and Brian on that one. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, I want to make a note in my phone. Hopefully, I'll remember to bring it up. <laughs> but thank you for coming on and uh, doing this movie review with me. Uh, if you want to tell everybody about your other podcast. Uh, i got i got a lot of podcasts out there if you just want to look me up i get tired of saying them all the time uh but uh, uh make sure you check out retro blist uh it's old school video games retro pop it's uh pop culture like each episode we talk about a subject in pop culture we kind of dive into the history of it uh, history creeps of course and uh the panel discussion which is uh probably currently my favorite show to do uh, just because i get to completely goof off and pretend to be dumb characters while uh disguising it as us talking about comic books so uh if you like any of those go check those out i appreciate it uh, quite a bit thanks for having me andrew uh, anytime you want to talk movies man i am i am here uh if you do an episode on space balls and you don't ask me to be on it i will be highly upset i was gonna ask you do you want to come back next month and do the wish version of et you talking about space balls <laughs> no i'm talking about mac and me yes a hundred percent yes you should have just said that giant long that hour and a half long mcdonald's commercial of course i'll be on there <laughs> so next month johnny's gonna come back and he's gonna do mac and 
we're going to do Mac and me. Uh, I have not seen Mac and me. I literally have to say it over 30 years. It's been a while since I've seen it, but I tell you this, when I was a kid, it came on TV. I think it was on, uh, we would get these like uh, an early cable. They would give you like a free weekend of HBO or something like that. And that's when my parents would just tape movies off of there for me. That's how I got Return of the Jedi. Uh, and that's how I got like a lot of those movies. And this was one of those. And I, I promise you, I, as a little kid, loved this movie. <laughs> so- <laughs> I don't think I, I really don't think I've seen it since my friend's birthday party and it was like a sleepover and his mom rented it and i can't remember any the most recent thing i can tell you that i've seen a mac and me is every time paul rudd's on i think kono o'brien <laughs> yeah he always brings it up yeah. <laughs> yeah they always bring that up so that's about as much mac and me so i really oh, cannot wait to watch this <laughs> just and just have a complete adult mind towards this uh, I can't wait. I'm going to study this film like it's the Sapruder film. <laughs> Just look at every angle of this movie. <laughs> I can't wait for this. <laughs> but thank you once again, Johnny. And remember to catch new episodes of Let's Talk with No Politics. Okay. Every Sunday on the BIC BP Radio Network, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and go check out the Let's Talk with No Politics. Okay. YouTube channel and Facebook page. And with that being said, Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Hell yeah.